0: Welcome to episode 126 of the Business Fabulous podcast. Today, we are talking about a topic we've never talked about on this podcast, and that is mean girls. Mean girls in digital marketing and online business. I know you want to hear it. Stick around for the good stuff. Hey there, I'm Bonnie L. Frank, former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur overnight who started a coaching business from scratch and coached thousands of business owners worldwide to grow their businesses, and I saved them money doing it. After producing over 4,000 live stream broadcasts, I thought it was about time for a podcast. This podcast, where I share easy hacks for your business, your money, and a fabulous life. Are you ready? It's time to get fabulous. Welcome back to the episode. All right. Today we're doing it. We're talking about Mean Girls. If you've got something to say about Mean Girls, I would love to hear it. Leave me a message on my SpeakPipe. You can head over to speakpipe.com forward slash business fabulous, or you can head over to my podcast page, head over to bit.ly forward slash business fabulous. That's my podcast page. And right there in the middle of the page is a bright orange button. Click the button and start talking into whatever device you're using. Leave me up to a 90 second voice message. So you've got a lot of time to leave me whatever questions, comments, input, ideas, anything you've got, anything you want to say to me, go ahead and let me have it right there in the SpeakPipe message. So we are talking about Mean Girls. I want to let you know that the term mean girls is actually in the dictionary. It's in the Urban Dictionary, but it's there. And it's girls who are bullies or use quote unquote girl aggression, nasty comments, trickery, deceit, excluding people, spreading rumors, stealing boyfriends, being manipulative, etc. This term was actually created by Rosalind Weissman in her book, Queen Bees and Wannabes. From that book, Tina Fey created the movie Mean Girls. She wrote and actually was in that movie Mean Girls. You might be familiar with the movie. You might be familiar with the book. Maybe you're familiar with both. That is where the term Mean Girls actually comes from. Let's talk about digital marketing. So when people say digital marketing, they mean online marketing. If you've got a digital business, you have an online business. You have a business that operates digitally. It operates online. Maybe you've got a brick and mortar store, but you also have a website where people can buy things. During the pandemic, in the past two years or so, people have really understood the importance of having an online presence and an online business. So if you ever hear the term digital marketing, it just simply means online marketing. So back to mean girls. When we talk about mean girls and women, a lot of times will use that phrase, oh, she's a mean girl. And this person could be an adult. This person does not have to be a child. This person does not have to be a teenager like in the book or in the movie. This person could be a full-fledged adult, somebody who has lived decades on this planet. The thing about Mean Girls is the whole cool kids, and I'm using air quotes around cool kids, that whole vibe of who are the cool kids never goes away it never really leaves us. How sad is that for us as human beings? But it really is true. You know, the feeling of being in a new place, maybe you're in the cafeteria and you don't know where to sit and you've got your tray of food and you're looking around for a table to sit at and you know that there's certain groups, there's different cliques. If I sit down with them, it would just be weird because I'm not in that group. Or I'm not one of the cool kids. And that feeling never goes away. And for some of us, we have a little bit of some scar tissue still left deep, deep inside of us from those years in elementary school, middle school, high school, a particular time in our life. We've got some scars that have been there for a long time. And that feeling of not belonging has never left us. So that's something that's really important to think about. And it's something that I want you to realize is normal. Everybody on the planet has felt that. Even the quote unquote, cool kids have felt that. Everybody has felt that at one point or another in their life. They really have. If you're feeling that now or if you can really resonate with that, please know that you're in the majority. Everybody has felt that at some point in their life. Now, the idea is to not continue to go through life feeling that way. You want to evolve past that. You want to make sure that you're in situations where... You're not feeling out of place where you don't feel like an outsider, where you definitely have a seat at the table, where you definitely have the feeling of belonging and you've got a tribe of supportive people around you. I am constantly creating more and more supportive environments for people, especially women online. The business fabulous Facebook group is one of those places. Business fabulous academy is another one of those places. My clubhouse rooms are another place where people gather and have a seat at the table and feel they belong. The social media marketing cafe, another place. So I have lots of opportunities to pull up a chair and have a seat and belong where they are able to network with and communicate with other people in that group they can really get to be friends with people in that group. And then they grow and are happier personally and professionally. I want to tell you some things that really do happen in real life and things that have happened to me with digital marketing and online business. To put this in perspective, I did not have a business of my own until I was 49 years old. Prior to 49 years old, I had taught. I had taught elementary school. I had taught middle school. I had taught university. I was a stay-at-home mom. I had led play groups. I had spoken all over the country on a variety of topics. I was not at all in the digital space. In fact, I wasn't even on Facebook until after I'd had my kids. And I did it to find, to reconnect with some former students, some elementary school students that I had. And now I have loads and loads of people that I'm connected with. I taught them. They were in my classroom, whether it was elementary school or middle school or university. And now we've reconnected via Facebook or via other social media platforms. It's really wonderful. But I wasn't even on Facebook for many, many years. All right. So what has happened to me in the past eight years since I've had my online business? What in the world could have been so bad that happened to Bonnie that she's actually doing a podcast episode about it? I want you to hear each of these individual episodes and to know that each one was absolutely noticed by me and felt by me. I'm an empath and I feel things to the core. So even though somebody may or may not, that is debatable, have been trying to affect me in any way, it still did. Now, keep in mind, I always say, nobody can make you have a bad day. That is 100% the truth. And nobody can make you feel a certain way. It's really not their fault. It's your choice to feel that way. It's your choice to be affected by it or to continue to let it affect you and empaths certainly feel things deeper. They always do. But empaths should also be able to kind of arm themselves with ways to get beyond these things so that they don't go through life as a victim. So here are some things that have happened to me. Maybe they've happened to you. I would love to know if you can resonate with this. So I've spoken at a lot of different conferences, loads and loads of different types of conferences, education conferences, that was before I was a digital marketer, digital marketing conferences, podcasting conferences, parenting conferences, all sorts of conferences. And since being a digital marketer, so in the past eight years, everything I'm about to tell you has happened. When I was speaking at a variety of different conferences, there would sometimes be after hours parties that were invite only. I started to notice that certain people were invited to these parties and I clearly was not one of those people because I started to notice like I didn't even know that there was an after hours party. And then I would hear about it later on or someone would ask me if I was going and I didn't even know what they were talking about. So obviously I had not gotten the invitation or I would hear about it the next day or see it as they've posted, you know, how fun it was, et cetera, et cetera, on social media. A lot of times conferences will have all inclusive events where every evening there's a party and everybody's invited. And that, in my opinion, is the way to throw a conference. Now, if certain people decide to not go, that's their choice. If certain people decide to have a party afterwards, that's also their choice. But everybody was at least invited to the party that night. And then if people choose to do things afterwards or instead of that, that was a choice. But like everybody had a party that they were invited to, right? Everybody was invited to the same party. To me, that's the way to do it. So PodFest does that. She Podcast does that. A lot of times, Midwest Digital Marketing Conference will do that. And I love that. That is wonderful, where everybody has that evening activity. Everybody has that thing that they're invited to. I really love that. I love that it sets the tone that, hey, we're all in this together. We are providing this wonderful opportunity for you. Then if the people choose to not go, That's their choice, but at least they had the invitation. At least they knew they were wanted. That's the key. That really is the key. And I'm telling you, if you are throwing an event, that's something to really think about. Because if people feel that they are not wanted, they're not gonna come back. And anyone who throws events wants people to come back every single year. Or to go to the next one the next month or whatever it is. The the last thing you want to do is make people feel like they're not wanted, like they're not welcome there. You want those people to come back. If people don't come back, you're not going to be able to afford to continue having events. So the last thing they want is people to say, no, I didn't really feel, I didn't really feel wanted. It wasn't a very welcome environment. Oh no. That's horrible. That's horrible for event planners. That's like, what is it that's Superman kryptonite, right? That's like kryptonite for event planners. You do not want that happening. So after hours parties that are invite only for a very select few, even though sometimes that does happen, I'm telling you that when other people find out about it, they feel less than, They can feel like an outlier. They can feel like they don't belong. They can be like, well, how come I didn't get an invite? Why did only certain people get invites? And now sometimes there are certain things that it's like, this is an opportunity for speakers only. This is, for example, a happy hour for speakers and VIPs only. But that that's not the entire evening activity. It might just be an hour or two. But then there's also an evening activity where everybody's invited. I think those types of things, that's perfectly fine. I think that's perfectly fine. Or if there's a particular sponsor who wants to have a special party just for a select group of people, that's great. But it's not like that's the only thing that evening and only a select few get to do that. There's also an all-inclusive event. Okay, I hope I made my point clear there. Yes, you definitely do not want to leave people out. Now, here's something else that leaves people out. And this is something that happens unintentionally and also very intentionally. And it has happened to me on both ends. So when you are on social media, when you're on Instagram, for example, you'll notice that certain people are tagged. Maybe they're tagged, you know, they're at mentioned in the copy, in the caption itself, or maybe they're tagged on the photo. In Facebook, same thing. Maybe they're at mentioned in the copy of the post, or maybe they are tagged in the post itself or in the picture. Same thing on LinkedIn, right? So wherever people are posting on social media, they will tag people and they will at mention people. Companies, events, whatever, a lot. Especially LinkedIn. Now, other people may do this as well, but LinkedIn has really made a point, and I think it's a, a really good point for them to do this, to say, hey, your post reached however many people, your last post reached however many people. Try mentioning someone to reach even more people next time. I love that LinkedIn does that. LinkedIn is reminding us hey, hello, social, social media, mention people, at mention people. And so for example, let's say that you are mentioning PodFest or you're mentioning the She Podcasts Live. Those are two podcasting conferences that I've attended and I've spoken at multiple times. So let's say that you're mentioning those. Well, then at mention them and it will be hyperlinked to their LinkedIn page, to their Facebook page, to their podcast episode, whatever it is, whatever you're talking about, at mention them. You can also tag them in the photo because now you're shouting them out. It's a lovely way of saying, thank you. I appreciate you. I am shouting you out to my followers, to my audience. Well, a lot of times on social media, especially Instagram stories, when you shout somebody out, then you will get a notification that you were mentioned, that somebody shouted you out, somebody mentioned you. And then you can take that, whatever it was that they mentioned you in, you can take that story and reshare it to your audience. So now they shared something to their audience and they mentioned you, you can reshare that exact same thing to your audience. So that does a couple of different things. Number one, it allows your audience to know about that thing as well. And it gives you some street cred. That's some social proof when you are shouted out in somebody else's Instagram story or in somebody else's blog post or on somebody else's Facebook post, whatever it is. So I think it's really important, you know, if you haven't been all that social on social media, that's a wonderful way to do it. Now going back to the mean girl vibe, however, when you know that you were part of a group and you literally are in the picture or you were definitely part of the group and like a whole bunch of people were tagged and you were not, sometimes that can happen unknowingly people thought they tagged you or inadvertently it was just an accident. But sometimes mean girls will do that on purpose. And yes, that has happened to me. So it's really important when you are doing your posting to make sure that you are including people if you're going to shout out one person, shout out all the people that you can find in that photo and make sure that you're using the right handles if you can. And is it a little bit time-consuming and kind of a pain? Yeah, sometimes it is, especially when you've got people who are not easy to find on social media and or have names like Jane Smith, where there might be a ton of them. You're not exactly sure what her handle is. So now you've got to find her website to go to all the social media links to find the exact one. That happened to me when I was shouting out Mark Brown, who wrote the Arthur children's book series. And it's M-A-R-C Brown. Well, his Instagram is markbrown333. Huh? I mean, he's like very, very famous. And does not have a lot of followers. And it's Mark Brown with numbers at the end. He's not a verified account because he just doesn't use social media all that much. So make sure that you tag the right people. And the last thing that I want to mention is trolling. Now I have an entire podcast episode, the one before this episode 125 that's all about online trolls, bots and haters and what to do about them. So. I'm not going to go into all the details there, but I am going to say that trolling people online and leaving mean comments and clipping people's you know messages, but only clipping a little bit of the message and taking something completely out of context and then blasting them on social media, is a very mean girl type of thing to do. So I detail that in the social media marketing cafe. I have an entire 30 minutes on that. Now last point that I want to end with. What does being a mean girl actually show? What is this all about? Four things, in my opinion. This is all my opinion here. Number one, they're in pain. They're in pain. They're miserable. They have a miserable life. They're having a miserable day. They're a miserable person. I don't know, but they are in pain because nobody who's happy is going to do any of these mean girl things. Okay, so they're in pain. The second point is not only are they in pain, but they have not fully evolved as a human being. They just haven't. They have not been able to move past that high school clickiness kind of thing. They haven't been able to move past it. The third thing that I really wanna speak to is that I think they need our empathy we've all been there. We've all probably been a mean girl at one point in our life. And we've all probably had somebody be a mean girl or do something mean girl-ish to us at some point in our life. So we've been the giver and the receiver for the mean girl stuff. Everybody has, I really do feel that at some point that maybe they were five and they haven't done anything since, but they at least did something at some point along the way. And I think that these mean girls need our empathy because they are in pain. They are not happy. They are not having a good time. Now, they're trying to bring you down and make you feel miserable at the same time, but I think they need our empathy because they are not happy people. And the last thing, and maybe the most important, is that they simply need to be ignored, in my opinion. They need to be ignored. Don't give them any attention don't give them time on your stage. Don't give them any space in your article. Don't give them time of your day, your valuable time to talk to them on the phone if they're going to be a mean girl about it. There's just no reason. And those are all choices. How you deal with it is 100% a choice. It's also a choice how these miserable people act on a daily basis. That's all a choice too. Being a mean girl is a choice. You don't come out of the womb that way. It's a choice. So I really think that just simply ignoring them and going on about your happy day and your happy life is the best possible thing you can do. Because I think in the long run, that these mean girls are so in pain and they're so unwilling to work on themselves and to evolve past the pain and to work through the pain. They like just living in the pain. Well, I have no time for that. I don't live in the pain. I live a very happy life and I surround myself with other people who are happy people. That makes for a happier life. So I simply ignore. But I think it's really important to point this out that this stuff happens in people's adult lives. Even though the book was about high school kids, even though Mean Girls, the movie was about high school kids, this stuff happens at every age. People never lose the feeling, the memory of not belonging, of being an outsider and of being bullied. You don't forget those things. Some people choose to never move past them and live a victim type of existence where everything happens to them and they're a victim of everything. Everything's a syndrome. They're a victim. Some people decide to be mean to other people. They're like, okay, well, that happened to me. I'm going to go do that same thing to other people now. And that's how they're moving through it. But it's not moving through it they're just going in a vortex of pain and horrible attitudes. And those are not people that I allow in my environment. So I think the most important thing is simply to ignore them. All right. I'd love to know what you think about this. Please let me know. Let me know on my speak pipe. I'd love to know what you have to say about Mean Girls Mean girls long ago, mean girls today in your everyday life. What do you do when you come into contact with a mean girl? What do you do when a mean girl does something to you? And it sounds ridiculous to say this as an adult, but some of us are not really evolved as adults. So there you go. All right. Thank you so much for being here and listening to mean girls in digital marketing and online business. No. It's not a topic I've ever talked about before, and I may never talk about it again, but it is a topic that goes great with the episode before this, episode 125, where I discuss online bots and trolls and haters. If you're interested in that and you want a full behind-the-scenes, a full accounting of everything that happened to me and what ignited that particular podcast episode, you need to check it out inside the Social Media Marketing Cafe. And you can check that out, bit.ly forward slash get the cafe, bit.ly forward slash get the cafe. That's where you will find not only hours and hours of extra content that never made the podcast episode, not just outtakes, but also extra valuable content, To build your business, every behind the scenes has it. And there are dozens and dozens of other tutorials for live streaming, podcasting. I've got an entire Canva course. I have courses on social media, marketing. Everything is a tutorial inside the cafe. So head over to bit.ly forward slash get the cafe to check it out. And I appreciate you being here. I love that you were. I love you. We'll talk soon.